0: To go on the fan, New York sports radio. Mike's on, mics on. He'll get you the sports anyway that he can. It's my On this last football Friday of the season, and you don't count the Super Bowl because that is not a football Friday, that is not a football weekend, that is anything but if you've ever been to the Super Bowl, especially now with what they've basically priced every decent fan out of the out of the vicinity. I mean, you better bring a lot of money, you're going to the Super Bowl. Check the ticket prices out now. They are astronomical, and staying anywhere near a Super Bowl now costs you a king's ransom. So that game has turned into one that is... Only for people who are very well healed, I mean that is what it 's become. so the last football weekend for most is this one, although you 'll be obviously at your Super Bowl party in two weeks, football Friday as we get ready for the championship games, but before I get there for a second, because I just heard the what was playing on the fan, all the uh, crazy uh, sound bites and boy, it is you know what you need now? You need guys to be scraping the mud off the walls I mean there, is anybody safe? In baseball right now? Last night, all those stories about, I don't know where they came from, you know, uh, Mike Trout now has been given a pass by baseball because he has this thyroid thing, so he's doing steroids. Uh, Tony LaRusso's been cheating since the 80s, and you heard those comments Everyone whining about the Astro. I mean, nobody is safe in baseball right now. There's going to be nobody left by the time they get to spring training. My God, I mean, the mud is three feet deep, and it's getting deeper by the minute. If you're a commission, you're like, oh, my God, how do we stop? I mean, now you have everybody just coming out of the woodwork, just pounding everybody else. And you know what? Here's the bottom line. People have been looking for edges forever, and they're going to keep looking for edges. Bobby Valentine said the most honest thing the other day. He said, hey, it's only been going on at baseball for 70 years. Yeah, you think guys been trying to steal signs? Yeah, they have. Probably every which way you could possibly do it. And yes, did managers go to the Hall of Fame with steroid players like La Russa? Yes. Did Bud Seelig take A-Rod down to, co- to protect his own image and clean up his own image? Yes, he did. So that people stopped pointing a finger at him, which is what Waxman did in Congress and embarrassed the heck out of him. And that's when the whole steroid thing with baseball turned around. That's when they put some teeth in it when Waxman whacked him in front of the Senate. I mean, in front of Congress, I mean, let's be honest. This is protect my image, throw somebody else to the alligators before they eat me. Man, how about what's gone on in the last couple of days? Nobody's safe. And here's the one thing, if you're the Yankees, what about the steroid players, steroid abusers you had on the roster when you're winning these titles? What, that doesn't count? Well, you forget that part. Hey, oh nine, CC, Arod was your star. We all know his history. I mean come on now. How many games were won or home runs hit by by Yankees who were steroid guys? They had more steroid guys than anybody else. Manny Ramirez in Boston. Go down the list. I mean come on now, nobody gets to throw bricks here. You better be careful when you do. Someone's coming back at you hard now. Stop whining about the titles you didn't win. You didn't win them on the field. Shut up. You don't get to get handed them now after the fact. You didn't win them. You weren't good enough. You didn't win them. Now you want what? You didn't even get to the World Series those years. What are you going to do? Go back and play the World Series over? I mean, stop whining about titles not won. No one's going to hand you a title now. You're not going to completely invalidate these titles. There's no way to do that. You can taint them. You can throw enough mud out there, that's for sure, but you're not going to invalidate them completely, and no one's going to hand somebody else a title. So forget that. That just sounds like whining. And let's make sure that you are nobody breaking rules on your team before you do it. And if you're the Yankees, you can't do that. But, boy, has it gotten ugly. Going after Tony Larusa now. Guys, going after Trout. And listen, they're all telling the truth. Nobody's holier than now in this game. This is not summer camp, and we're handing out trophies and medals for trying. This is the this is the major leagues. You're playing for fortunes, fame, fortune, national celebrity. This is how you feed your family. These guys would do anything to win. And all this stuff, you guys got to decide what's gamesmanship and what's not. If Whitey's loading the ball up in a 61 World Series, is that okay? I mean, come on now. It's gotten crazy. But boy, if you're the commissioner right now, you have opened Pandora's box, and you can't get it closed before enough just vile, just bile and, and venom and disease is coming out day after day and slinging mud from coast to coast. Baseball won't have anything left soon. Man, what a nightmare for baseball. And listen, the more somebody slings, somebody else is going to tell a story that they have. And you wait. Because I'm telling you. You wait till they start talking about, they start throwing accusations again about steroids because I'm telling you something. Guys start talking the way they used to talk. I had a pitch that sit me down one time, and if I told you the things he told me, you know what? You start hearing that stuff and... They're not going to be able to put the fires out. The names that were being mentioned. So you don't want to hear any of that stuff because it might never stop. I mean, there's plenty of players out there that will talk now if they're out of the game, as you know. I mean, Jack McDonald, may have a Jack. He did enough damage in one day. Wow. Hey. Guys have been looking for an edge in sports forever. I mean, come on now. This is a game played for big money and big reward. They'll take any edge they can get. This is not summer camp. Crazy. Crazy. Absolutely crazy, but boy, has it gotten ugly. You can't scrape this gunk off the walls, man. It is deep. Oof. Man, think about it. Here it is, Championship Sunday, and they make the NFL look good now. The NFL looks like, looks like you know what? It looks like the clean game all of a sudden. Hey, think about that. The You know what? For once, the NFL is saying, thank God it's not us. For once, it's not us. Here's baseball hanging itself. For once, we're at it in the clear. Now we can just talk about all games on the field. And that's what we will turn our attention to until the next bombshell uh, drops. Let's see who they take. Uh, who's going to be next? Trout, check. LaRusa, check. Let's see who's next. Celix, check. We're just warming up. By the time they get to spring training, You might have to fumigate. All right, two good football games. The Titans, who have knocked off the big guys a couple of weeks in a row, now get to knock off the uh, fast guys in Kansas City. And let's let's just say this: Kansas City showed you they can get out of a hole. Now I don't think you want to try that at home again. But uh, you know, 24 down. Although Bill O'Brien showed sure did a lot to help him. I mean, still, as dumb a move I've ever seen a coach, ever seen a coach do in a big game. I'm sorry if you defended that one. I don't get it. You know, come on. You need you're gonna ta- you're gonna take chances with a 17 point lead. How about getting into the half with a 17 point lead? Man, oh man, that was just... But it led to an incredible display by Kansas City. So these two teams have each met. San Francisco got whooped. I mean, San Francisco whooped on uh, Green Bay, 37-8. to The Titans beat Kansas City, and Kansas City's a better... Although Chris Jones is hurt, Kansas City's a better team now. They're healthier on offense. They're better on defense. They were terrible against the run early in the season. They have been good against the run for the most part since Henry hit him for 188 in that game. Tennessee's got a little more to its offense though than just Henry. They got they got some explosiveness in that passing game. Now they haven't had a go to it here. Tannehill can't beat this team throwing a ball for under 100 yards. That can't work because he can't beat them you know, with 18 points or 20 points. It's going to need more than that. If you're available, you got to go in this game and say, hey, if I'm being realistic, I got to score 30 to win the game. I mean, I can't, I can't keep them on the, Unless it's some, you know, terrible weather, I can't keep them under 30 points. How are you going to keep them under 30? They got 30 and a half last year against, they got 30 and a half 24 in the fourth quarter last week, last year against New England in a title game. 31 in the second half. And then last week, put on really an outrageous, just an outrageous display. You know, shut out in the first quarter. All they did was score 51 in the last three quarters, including 28 in the second quarter. Now, they got two cheapies, which we know. But still. 51 when they don't score in the first quarter. First team in history to ever, in the playoffs, ever be down 20 and win by 20, which is, in, when you think about it, almost a thing that seems should be virtually impossible to do, to be down 20 and then win by 20, which is what they did. And in the other game, it's a simple game. It really is. Can Green Bay keep their quarterback upright? He threw for 102 yards and was sacked five times in the route last time. Can they give him time to do damage, give him time to be what he is, which is one of the great, great performers to ever play the position? And that makes him a very dangerous player. All right, uh, this is, this is a fascinating. The, the Green Bay game is an easy game, I think. San Francisco's the better team, no question. Green Bay has Rodgers. Obviously, when you have a quarterback like that and you're going to give him seven and a half points, the backdoor cover comes in in a very big way where they can be down 14 points. If they're down 14 points, he gets the ball with three minutes left. You can basically... It's a 90% chance he's going to get the ball in the end zone. They're not going to care as long as he's taking time doing it, dinking and dunking it in front of the long field. They're back in a three deep, and he's dinking and dunking, dinking and dunking right to the end zone. Then they line up for the onside kick, they lie down on it, and the game ends seven, and you're ticked if you're laid seven and a half. I mean, that that's, I mean, you can see that. A guy like Rodgers getting seven and a half, and a you almost have to be winning the game by three touchdowns to, to be safe late. I mean, it's, it's that kind of situation. So you really – it's not about seven and a half. It's almost like 15 or more. And that's why when you get Rodgers plus those points, you grab them. You grab them because it just never happens. And in his life, the times he's been that kind of on the dog, he covers. I mean, that's just the way it is. Even if he doesn't win the game, he covers. So it's just, it's just logic. I mean, if you're going to take that from the numbers, you've got to take Rodgers and 7.5 and because if they play that model out 10 times, he's going to cover 7 or 8 of them. That's all there is to it. That game's not going to be 40 to 10. And if it is, it is. I mean, but that can happen. But that means their pass rush had to work. And you've got to figure, the one thing that Green Bay is going to take from the fact that they were beaten – Pillar to post by San Francisco the last time thirty seven to eight. Can we a run the ball enough to keep the San Francisco pass rush honest? Minnesota couldn't. And number two, can we get the ball out of Aaron's hands quickly? He's one of the most he's one of the most uh, accurate quarterbacks who ever lived. Three step drop some. Waggles and half roll, uh, you know, some different stuff to move him around a little bit, move the pocket around a little bit, uh, have him doing some different things to, to change the, the point that he's going to deliver the ball from so that you change the pass rush point. Um, here's an incredible thing. When, those, when they've had Bosa and Ford in the lineup, they sack the quarterback 17 the of the time on pass plays. The average in the league is 6. They, average, they, hit, they sack the quarterback 17% of the time. That's scary. With Buckner and Armstead and Bosa and Ford, they, they have incredible pass rush talent. They're going to overrun Green Bay. I think a couple things here. Number one, you saw that Garoppolo looked a little shaky in the game despite their prowess running the ball last week. Also, I think Green Bay will be better defensively in this game. So, I think San Francisco wins. I think Green Bay covers. I think the game's 24 to 20, San Francisco. I think San Francisco's the better team. Uh, I think they'll also be a better opponent in the Super Bowl, despite Rogers' presence. If we get Rogers, Mahomes is going to get a crazy shootout, and Mahomes is going to win it because he's got better better team. Um, that'll be a wild shootout, but they would lose that game probably, you know, 40, 30, kind of thing. Um, San Francisco's a better team. And San Francisco's offense is underrated. And Kittle was not a big factor. He will be a big factor against uh, Green Bay. He had 122 on, I think, eight or nine catches. I, I think he was nine catches for 122 last time and they played. Um, he'll be a factor. He didn't have to be last week. They just ran the ball right down Minnesota's throat. Um, Green Bay Station is a little sneaky good. They got a very good pass rush. So... Garoppolo is more likely to mistake. With Rodgers, if you get him plus seven and a half, it's an automatic take. It's an automatic – even if you lose, it's still an automatic take. You just take it. It just is. Now the other game. There's a lot going on here. There's no way Kansas City can stop Henry from running the ball. They cannot. The question in the game is, is there going to be a point in the game where the clock – Play the clock and the score plays against Henry running the ball. Meaning that Kansas City has broken the game open. When that happens, and they have to go to the passing game, the game's over. They'll get a three and out, then they'll score again, and the game will be completely broken open. Tennessee has to play this game from in front, and he has to get a minimum of 30 carries in the game and, and get close to 200 yards, and he's capable of doing that? Absolutely. And I can see him getting 200 yards, not on 30 carries. The 30 carries would bar the Kansas City much more than the 200 yards. If the 200 yards came on 10 carries, I would give Kansas City a bigger chance because all that would tell me is they're scoring on a quick field where he's making big runs, but that means they're back getting the ball back. If it's about them getting the ball It's about them running number of plays. Kansas City runs number of plays and keeps the ball. Tennessee needs to keep the ball 38 minutes in this game to win it. It's about that. It's about limiting Kansas City to 8 or 9 possessions. It's not about scoring quickly. Scoring quickly would hurt Tennessee here. They don't want to score quickly. Here's what I worry about with Tennessee. They're a bad team against the pass. They don't have a big time pass rush. Number two... They are at the bottom of the league in allowing completions. They're in the bottom of the league in pass defense. He threw for four and change against them last time. They're healthier now. And his receivers get open, which means classified open as three yards of space, 46% of the plays. They also have two receivers who run over 20 miles an hour, which is insane. There's only like three guys in the league who do, and they have two of them. Um, Hill hasn't even put his stamp on He had a nightmare last week. I think it's Andy's time. Plus, here's the thing I, I, I think. I could see Tennessee getting a little worn down. They won, on the, they won in Week 17 when they had to. They go back on the road against New England, and they win. They go back on the road, and they play Baltimore. And I think that Baltimore game, despite the fact they won it as easily as they did, as it looked, I think that game takes more out of them than you think. I could see them being a little worn this week. I just think they could be, and it could, it could just kick in in the second half after they chase these guys all over the building. Um, to me, this one's a flip of the coin on the cover. I like Kansas City to win, flip of the coin on the cover. I'm going to say that Kansas City gets the late cover and wins by 10. To 14 I'll go 14. I'll go uh, 42-28 Kansas City, and I'll go uh, Green Bay Plus in the second game. I think Kansas City wins. I think San Francisco wins. I think San Francisco wins tight. I would not be surprised. I think it's 50-50 that Rodgers gets a backdoor cover up double digits. Late San Francisco and Rodgers gets a backdoor cover. That puts the game anywhere from three to seven points. I think that's a distinct, and I mean distinct, possibility of it being played that way. If you're asking me which one pulls the upset more readily, I think Green Bay does because of the presence of Rodgers. Rodgers isn't good. He's great. If they can protect him, they can win. He isn't a good player. He is an all-time great player. Mahomes is a great player He's about to be a great player. He's not a great player yet. Rodgers is a great player. Mahomes is about to be a great player. Henry now has emerged as a great player. But it's still a passing league. And I like everything I've seen from Tennessee, but Tennessee's strengths were much more likely to take down New England and Baltimore than they are to take down the explosiveness of Kansas City. Their weaknesses will be very apparent in this game. Their weaknesses were not weaknesses against a New England team that had no offense and a Baltimore team that was overrated because it was one-dimensional. I know Jackson threw the ball for a lot of yardage late. He still couldn't throw the ball outside the numbers Mahomes can throw the ball every which way but loose. There's no ball he can't throw. There's no pass play he can't make. There's no way he can't put the ball on a dime. That's where he and Jackson are different. Jackson can run it. He can run like the wind. We understand that. But he's still an evolving thrower who wants to throw off play action and throw in the middle of the field. That's not the case with Mahomes, and they are not a good pass defense, Tennessee. That is their weakness, and they're going against a prolific passing attack. I think it's Kansas City, San Francisco, in the Super Bowl as far as the seven and a halfs go. And don't let anybody give you sevens because there's no sevens here, folks. So when someone tells you, oh, I'm laying seven, not laying seven, this game's a seven and a half. So if you're laying with the Chiefs, you're laying seven and a half, and that makes a big difference. So the hook makes a big difference when it's seven and a half. Seven to seven and a half is a big Difference. So these games are both sevens and a half. You want to hold out to Sunday and see if they come down to seven. I don't think they will. I think they're more likely to go the other way and go to eight. And then go to – I think Kansas City will go to eight. I don't know if the other game will go to seven because it's because of Rodgers. It might go to seven uh, because of Rodgers. Um, because he's a lethal threat with that number. So give me Kansas City minus the seven and a half. And San Francisco, I mean, and Green Bay plus the seven and a half. Although I think Kansas City and San Francisco will be in the Super Bowl. I think it's Andy's time and Mahomes' time, and I think it will be a Kansas City San Francisco Super Bowl. But I think it'll be close in San Francisco, and Kansas City will stretch it out late. And Henry will have another big game, but Kansas City will go on to win it by two touchdowns, and then it'll be two weeks of can Andy win the last one, and hopefully he can. Enjoy your weekend, everybody. Uh, We will see you on the holiday. On Monday we'll be working, so we will see you then. Enjoy your weekend. I think we got a little snow coming tomorrow for the first time. I don't think it's snowblower weather, but it sounds like we got a little snow coming tomorrow, so drive safely. Enjoy your last football Sunday of the year. Super Sunday doesn't count. Uh, should be some fun and some good games. Hopefully they will be. And we will see you on Monday. Enjoy your weekend. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today.